Hello and welcome to Sri Lanka in 99.94, Cricket Every Day. My name is Mark Machado and I'm joined by Estelle Vazudevan from the Papare. And today we are talking about Sri Lanka's squad for the T20 World Cup in Australia. Sri Lanka on 99.94 is your new home for Sri Lanka content and we'll be dropping into your podcast feed and on YouTube or the 99.94 app three times every week. Thank you for joining Cricket's Conversation. Estelle, the um, Sri Lanka squad dropped on Thursday afternoon, I think it was. Um, Our our initial plan was to, to record kind of instant reaction but we delayed that a bit, mainly because we wanted the kind of dust to settle and, and see, you know, kind of what what people's other people's reactions were to the squad. Um, but I don't think there was too many huge surprises, was there? Yeah, you look at the fifteen they've picked. Uh, majority of them went in for the Asia Cup as well. I think it's just the addition of Dushman Tachamira that's uh, been made. So. Overall, not too many surprises, which is which in itself is a surprise for Sri Lanka cricket because we are usually used to having those uh, one or two who just scrape their way into the squad. Not this time, though. So it looks like a pretty decent squad. Yeah, I think there's some question marks about the the batting order. Or kind of the, the unit seems pretty settled. It's during the Asia Cup, though, that kind of number three, four position wasn't really firing um Asalanka who who I'm going I'm just going to put my hands up and say I think is one you know he's one of my favorite batsmen and I think he's one of those batsmen that you know if nurtured right and and you know if he gets the right breaks at the right moments could potentially go in and be you know an all-time great Sri Lankan uh, batter um he he ended up getting dropped uh, uh Danushka didn't really fire at any you know any moment dur- during the 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 tournament uh, DDS came in. He actually made some runs in the in the in in the final, really important runs. And also, he's he's got that you know he's a much better bowler than when definitely Charith Asalanka is. So he gives that kind of third spinning option as well. Do you think though there's place and that there's place for another, or maybe they should have looked at another batting option? Yeah, when you look at the squad, it definitely seems like. Uh, they are better shot, maybe. But the problem with Sri Lanka is the fact that you look beyond the 15 here and there aren't that many options. Of course, Bandara not uh, in the official 15, but he'll be traveling with the squad as well. So he is an extra batting option. But beyond that, it's very hard to, I mean, at the top of your mind, it's very hard to pick out any of the local domestic batters who can maybe fit into that number three, four position, or particularly with the way Sri Lanka has been playing, you know, uh, in the Asia Cup, we saw a much more attacking uh, mindset from the batsman. So that's one thing I think which may have led the selectors to just go for the extra bowling options because, as you mentioned, the batting does look kind of settled apart from that three and four spot where. They'll be hoping uh, two of those three batters who you named will come good. Yeah. Oh, the the other thing I think that's worth mentioning, and actually I mentioned this last time around, was that in T20 cricket, you're not looking for every bat, bat, uh, batter to hit 20 runs, right? It's about, it's, you know, you, you're in your top six or seven batsmen, or batters, sorry, you're hoping that two or three of them 
go and make a, a decent score, right? So actually going five games and there being, I think it was only, you know, in the final where that a giant managed to hit any any runs in the, from those positions, then maybe that's a kind of all right return if you've got other players around them that are doing okay, right? Because you have to look at, the, it's not like a test match, it's even not like an ODI. You have to look at the context of when these guys are coming in and how many balls are left and what, what their expected strike rate should be for where the team is at that moment, right? So I'm not sure if it's as, actually as big a problem as we think it is. The other, the other two people I think are that, you know, we've got to consider is that two of our best batters, Kusil Jonathan Pereira, you know, he, he's been a hero for Sri Lanka on many occasions. You know, let's not forget his heroics in South Africa. Or I know different format, but, you know, he, he's, he's a big hitting top order batsman. And Avishka Fernando are currently both injured, right? And they're going to be two players that are going to be in contention for those spots as well at some point, I'd imagine. Yeah, Particularly, I think Kusal Janit may have been a really good pick for that number four position. But just on Charit Asalanka, I know he's not been in good touch. He hasn't put in that many, put on that many runs. But he's the type of batter who can win you games, right? He's the guy. He's the type of guy who can play that impact innings that can switch things on for your team. And we saw that in the last World Cup as well. He wasn't making 50s and, you know, 80s, 90s. But maybe that 20 of 9 deliveries or 30 of 15 deliveries is going to completely switch uh, the momentum of the game. And he was doing it in the power play because Sri Lanka kept losing those early wickets. So I think that's where he is so important. But of course, I understand why someone would want to pick Dananjay De Silva because he offers you so much value with the ball, right? It's really something that's really hard to ignore because he's almost not, he's not a part-time bowler. I don't think you can call him a part-time bowler anymore. He's that type of maybe in, in the same mode of TM Dilshan where he can really give you two to three overs where you're not hiding him but you're really using him as a wicket-taking option or a option to keep the runs down, particularly against the left-handers. So I understand why, you know, that that change has been made. But at the same time, someone like Asalanka, like I said, he can change a game. He's going to give you maybe, like you said, maybe not every six, oh, sorry, in every every game you play. But when he's going to give you a good knock, it's probably going to be a match-winning one. So that's, I think, something that Sri Lanka need to kind of weigh the options, uh, what they want from the guys coming in at number three and number four. Gunatilaka also, remember, batting out of position is usually an opening batter, but this time, given you know the responsibility at batting at number four, he did look in good touch in a couple of those games, but unfortunately wasn't able to really get going throughout. But again... Uh, do you want or do you need them firing in every game or are you looking for those, you know, impact knocks uh, every couple of games? It's interesting, right? Because part of this conundrum, because as you say, Gunatelica is a, is an opening batter. I, he, he's quite explosive at the top of the of the innings as well. Probably possibly more explosive than the current two openers uh, of Mendes and, and Patton Nisanka. But there's all this data to suggest that if you're going to play Kusil Mendes in T20s, he's got to open the batting, right? So the kind of, I suppose, the victim of this uh, of this data freak 
is is Danushka, right? And he's been pushed down, and it's it's almost like off off. You got to get four of these from the from these this set of five. The openers came out of the Asia Cup looking incredible uh, with great stats. Um, you know, me and you have have spoken at length about what we think Pathman Sunker could go and achieve, and uh, Kusumendis is is in form, and the the you know the selectors have a nice headache here, I suppose. Um, but it, yeah, it's interesting what you say about uh, DDS as a bowler as well, and I wonder if actually on bouncy Aussie pitches that aren't going to have a huge amount of turn, if you're gonna if you're gonna play I assume they'll stick with Hasaranka and Tikshana then do you know does his bowling ability does that kind of prohibit him in a way of getting into the into the team I mean we're talking about a squad today we're not talking about the 11 and there's plenty of time before Sri Lanka's first game it's like you know just under uh over a month away so we'll, and, and there's warm-up games and so on and we'll get more of an indication from the from what we we hear about the team in terms of what what their thoughts are, but I think the, the good thing to take away from all of this though is there seems to be a bit of flexibility in the side, and also if if you know they can what we saw in in the UAE was depending on the team, depending on the conditions, depending on the pitches, they've also got options in terms of what they can do as well, which is great. Yeah, I think that's like we mentioned before as well, a really good problem to have for Sri Lanka because usually we're trying to fill up six spots in that starting 11. But this time, you know, we've just got a couple of problem areas, which, I mean, come the World Cup, I'm sure there'll be plans in place. And flexibility in those positions is going to be really important. Like you said, Dana Jadiseva's bowling ability is obviously a massive uh, advantage to Sri Lanka. And also, you know, he's, I think what we saw in that final of the Asia Cup was also his... He's a man for a crisis, right? He's got the technique to handle fast bowling or spin bowling or whatever condition. So that is once again something that works in his favor. But he's he's not going. He he's a guy who you you can trust to send in when Sri Lanka are in trouble and they need someone to kind of steady uh, the innings. Yeah, and he, and he's he's just a calm head, isn't he? And actually, uh, you know, I know that the stereotype of Sri Lankans is being quite laid back and and. You know, very, very hospitable. Actually, this this Sri Lanka squad is full of players who, who are feisty and trying to get into your face and trying to, you know, trying to uh, irritate the opposition. Which I'm up, here yeah. for. I love all that. Yeah. I think that's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And but yeah, um, and but, but maybe you need you need a few calm heads at, at and cool heads at, at points as well to to steer you through those difficult games. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head to the 99.94 app and you can hear all our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're having new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear our... Oh, shit. Sorry, I read the second break. Oh, God. I'm having a nightmare. Sorry, Meadow. She's going to hate me. If you're listening to Cricket's Conversation 99.94, whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies. And if you want to find the best way to follow us on social media at 99.94 DM by downloading the 99.94 app or Google 99.94 on podcast, we speak cricket. And if you are listening to this, we've got a massive favour to ask, and that's that you definitely give us a review on 
Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, whatever whatever platform you're listening to, please give us a full five stars. I'm just saying give us five stars even if you don't think it. I'm just asking you a favour here, guys. And um, leave us a review. That helps us kind of get more traction on, on the platforms and, and grows our numbers, which will, will mean that we can do more things and uh you know get get more support and 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 grow grow the show estelle can we talk about bowling now because this is where we, there there is some actual serious competition for places in the squad at the moment right yep i think with chamira coming in then you're going to have to make the hard decision do you leave promote madushan or dilshan madushanka out because i don't see sri lanka dropping tikshana or hasaranga and of course chamika karnaratna is going to be your all-rounder at number eight. So Chamira comes in. Do you go with the left-arm quick uh, Dilshan Madhushankar or do you go with Pramod Madhushan? Madhushan, of course, was the most successful in terms of wickets uh, in the two games he played in the Asia Cup. But, you know, it's it's really tough to go beyond uh, Madhushankar with the left-arm angle and uh, he bowls quick, can be a bit aggressive, you know, he, he offers some variety to that bowling attack. If Dan tried the silver, sorry, I know we're going back to him, and Dustin Sharnaka are there, and you've got your two other spinners, is do you think there's any they, they might consider dropping Charmaka to get another seamer in? Or another faster seamer in? Obviously he's a seam bowler as well. I don't really see it because Chami Charmika is bowling in the high one thirties. He offers you a good um, option with the bat as well. In fact, I know he bats at number eight, but I think he's capable to bat higher as well because he's he's used really good options. I think what we've seen, particularly during the Asia Cup, is that he's got a good head on his shoulders when he's batting. I won't talk about his running between the wickets because obviously there's something there. But um, so I I I really don't see Sri Lanka leaving him out. It feels like there are those maybe eight positions kind of nailed down. So yeah going to be tough to pick but uh, personally I don't see them going uh, you know away from Karnaratna. We need to talk about Lairu Kamara right because he's in the squad if he if he passes all the relevant fitness tests. He's had a very strange kind of 12 months since the last World Cup though right. He's been injured a lot. The last World Cup was had some highs and had some lows for him. Where do you think firstly it, can you tell us about his last 12 months and then where do you think that leaves him and his role within the side at the moment? Yeah, on Kumara, I think, you know, he is the type of bowler that any side wants to have, right? He's quick, he's aggressive, he's, I mean, to me, one of the greatest, like, talents in Sri Lanka cricket at the moment because you can't teach that kind of pace and aggression. It has to come naturally you can you can you can coach the line and length into him you can coach the death bowling into him but you're not going to find bowlers who can bowl that quick in sri lanka very often so i feel like sri lanka have not managed him well enough during his career of course he's um, struggled with injury uh, in the last 12 months i think the world cup obviously started off brilliantly for him he had some amazing bowling performances and really was kind of an X factor in that bowling lineup, which is already pretty good, right? But that um, performance against South Africa, where he went for, what, uh, 16, 17 runs off the last over against uh, David Miller, which 
may have cost Sri Lanka a place in the semi-finals in the end. From that point, it's kind of been, you know, a downward spiral. He had a similar performance against, um, I can't remember the team exactly now, but in the LPL as well. And it left him in tears, right? So obviously, mentally, it's affected him, that that inability to close out a game where he's defending 16 to 17 of the last over. But in his defense, right, what I'm thinking is, look, this guy hasn't had that amount of experience bowling in the death. Remember in Sri Lanka cricket, these guys and the women's team as well, of course, um, they're le- kind of learning on the job. So the World Cup is not a place where you want to be learning, right? You want to go in there with your already established roles and your skills. But that wasn't the case for Kumara in the last World Cup. He, he Given that dead bowling role, of course, he did it against some of the lower-ranked teams in the first round and he was really successful. But Sri Lanka weren't really under that much pressure in those games. But in the game against South Africa, up against... You know, David Miller is a very good bat at the death, right? He's a finisher. He's done it for South Africa. He's done it in the IPL. He's done it in leagues around the world. So he's not a guy who it's possibly easy to bowl at defending 16 of the last over. So Kumara failed on that occasion. And it seemed like a lot of faith that was kept was lost. or A lot of faith people had in him was lost after that one performance. And since then, he's kind of had a struggle with... Um, Fitness, of course, I think he was injured like in the first over of a test against India in Mohali and uh, hamstring injury, of course, ruled him out. And then, you know, the thing is, when it comes to players like that who you aren't sure of uh, in terms of fitness, it's very difficult to get picked in a side also because the captain maybe doesn't have enough faith whether you'll be able to last the match. And... You know, you can just imagine in a World Cup game, you lose one of your main bowlers uh, without him bowling his full quota. And then you have the problem of, you know, finding that extra option. So that's been, I think, one of the issues, apart from his um, bowling, that's really uh, been a problem for him. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether he does playing make the playing 11 if he is fit. He hasn't played any competitive cricket since June, I think, hasn't played international cricket since March. Um, so it's going to be a big call, I think, if they do include him in the playing 11, uh, if he is fit. Personally, I would love to see him in that 11. I think he's a feisty guy. Like, he's, you know, remember, we'll all remember what happened against Bangladesh. And obviously, you know, that's kind of almost the start of our current feud with Bangladesh. Uh, um, that is kind of ongoing. And one of the most exciting things about uh, Lanka cricket at the moment is this feud with Bangladesh. Uh, we remember those scenes and I think he's one of those players. I think he's a confidence player, right? I think if the it, if the coach and team get behind him and, and give him the confidence, I think, you know, you look at the the atmosphere around the, the, the squad at the moment seems to be incredible. Everyone fighting for each other. Um a lot, you know, some of the boys even talk about having a point to prove and, you know, trying to kind of step up into the role. And I think maybe this is this could possibly be a great opportunity for him to, to, to I don't want to say have a comeback, but 
to, you know, to remind everyone what exactly he can do. Um, I, I, and I think, I think you're right about, you know, making that point about strong learning on the job, right? I, if we were to have done this pod this time last year with that squad going into the, into last year's world cup, it, it would have felt like there was a lot of unknown quantities and, and players that we weren't sure whether they, you know, they had the ability to do it at the top, top level. You know, the last year, almost all the players have proved that actually they totally deserve to be at the top table. And maybe it's Lauru's time to to prove that. And I not maybe, I hope it's his time to prove that now. And I wish him all the luck in in, in trying to get it done. Um, Chimera's in the squad as well. I don't think there's any doubt that if he's fit, he plays. Do you have any insight into whether or not he is going to be fit enough to play? I mean, as I said, there's, you know, we're recording this on the 17th of September, which means there's a, almost exactly a month to the first game on the 16th of October, right? Yeah, I think he'll play because it doesn't seem like the injury will, or it has been managed well. I think even maybe the Asia Cup may have been kind of precautionary in some ways, you know, try to keep him as fit as possible because, you know, there's a World Cup coming forward. I'm not saying that's not that's why he didn't travel with the team. Obviously, he was injured. But you want to keep someone like Chamira safe because he's had his issues with the injuries in the past as well, where it's, he's had long months, uh, even years out of the game. So they probably just want to keep him safe. He may, he may, we may see him in the warm-ups, but as you said, like if he's fit, there's no way they're leaving him out. Yeah. Let's talk about uh players who were unlucky not to not to have made it into the into the final squad. I know I'm I'm gonna bring up some players who are in the reserve list. And then after that, should we look at some of the, the tweets that we got in for our call out on what, what other people think? Uh so Estelle, I'll ask you, what which players do you think were unlucky not to have made the squad? Yeah, I don't think anybody's, you know, I think the 15 they've picked here are the 15 best players in the country at the moment for their roles. Definitely, I don't think there's anyone um, you can look beyond this. Maybe, like you said, Ashin Bandara might offer something with the bat if we do, uh, if we are kind of a better shot. But other than that, I don't see any other batsman or bowler really, you know, knocking the doors down uh, for this tournament. So, I, 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 my feeling is this. I think Ashwin Bandara, I think, probably isn't in our top 15. But I think he could probably, if he felt upset that he wasn't there, I would, you know, I, I'd acknowledge those feelings and think it, it's coming from the right places. I think he was so instrumental in, mm. in particular the final. He saved about 20 runs by himself, right? Uh, in his fielding. But, you know... I mean, it would be ridiculous if we were saying that somebody was on a on a in a World Cup squad for their fielding yeah. ability alone, right? Um, I think Benura Fernando is being really unlucky with injuries. Um, also, the other thing I will say for, for there's so many English people I meet who follow Sri Lanka very casually, Benura Fernando seems to have really stuck out for them. I don't know if it's because of his imposing frame or or his hair, or whatever. They they all seem to to love him. He gets mentioned a lot. The, the the other player I I obviously we'll never know this because we're not privy to selection meetings that I think I don't want to say is unlucky but I wonder how close he was to being selected as well Alagay because for me he's the only kind of player we've got 
that kind of fits into that Hasaranga role or could come in as one of one of the uh, an, an all-rounder. Obviously, the pitches aren't going to be, uh, you know, you know, aren't going to be great for his bowling in in Australia. But he could have he could have stepped into that role if if anything happened to Hasaranga and, and you know he's so young he's what nineteen. This is potentially a great tournament for him to have learned what it's like to be in one of these major tournaments as well and, and learn of some of the slightly older players. And I'm also surprised um, that we haven't gone for any of our, on any take, not taking any of our slingers with us as well. Um, I mean, uh, uh, was it during the India series? At one, you know, we had two of them in the squad, Dushara yep. uh, and uh, Paterana, and they've both been dropped now. And I just think that, I w- well, I don't I, actually in the lot. You know, from from what happened at the Asia Cup, I don't think either of them necessarily justify being in the fifteen. But I wonder if there's a conversation of we should take one of these bowlers because just actually, almost every team kind of fears them, right? In some way, because because they haven't seen much of their actions and their actions are so unorthodox. Um, and I wonder if there was a a thought about maybe you know. Paterano in particular, he's only 19. He's got wickets in the IPL. He's admittedly he's not done a huge amount when he had his one chance um, at, at the Asia Cup. But you know, at that age, he can he can definitely grow into something. He's got plenty of time to to grow into to a bit of a player. So I think you know any of those players that I've mentioned, I think are are lucky for not for not making it. Um, but I think b- broadly speaking, I think they've got the 15 right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on Matisha Patirana, what was interesting is just on his non-selection is that he played, he was in the Asia Cup squad, right? So uh, played the first game, bowled one over, and then he's left out. And then when Asita Fernando did not perform well, Sri Lanka didn't go back to him. They went for Pramod Padushan, who's obviously a different type of bowler. So it's interesting to me that now, all of a sudden, he's not even in the, you know, the standby or the reserve list. So, obviously, there was some thinking behind taking him for the Asia Cup, right? Uh, but something, maybe the way he's been bowling in the nets or whatever, uh, didn't really impress the selectors enough to kind of have him in the top 20 names. But, of course, like you said, he's only 19 years old. He's got a long way to go think uh, we might see a lot more of him in the next couple of years once the World Cups are kind of done with and then you have time to grow a team once again. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all our announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. And as I said... If you do listen to Sri Lanka 99.94, please do leave us a review. Tell all your friends about it and follow us on social media. Um, Estelle, for the final part of the show, should we read out some of the, um, the the tweets we got about the squad selection and then you, you can just give us your, or we'll just give you our, our live reaction to it. Obviously, I, I have, you know, I imagine Estelle has as well. We've read these as they've come in. Um, if you don't know, uh, we're, we're both on Twitter at Mark Machado and Estelle's on Twitter as well. If you want to follow her, it's at Estelle underscore Vazu Day One, as in 
underscore V-A-S-U-D-E-1, the number one. And we're always talking about cricket. I'm also talking about football and, and possibly some UK politics as well. Ignore that, but talk to me at any given moment, at any given day, just message me about shrunken cricket and from a wake I'll reply, right? So let's look at some of these tweets. Uh, Chris in uh, New Zealand messaged us to say, Kamara is too much reliability. Benura gives better variety and impressed the conditions over there before he got injured. Is this a bit unfair on Kamara? I know we spoke about this earlier still. Yeah, ideally, we would, we, I would have liked to have both of them in the squad. But like I said, Kum, what Kumara offers is that raw pace, right? And Binura, on the other hand, brings his own skill set, but we already have a left armor in the squad. So um, I think that's that's the thinking behind it. But also, I'm not sure Binura Fernando is really 100% fit. He did have a um, hamstring injury the last time uh, I spoke to one of my colleagues about him. That's that's the news I kind of got. So I, I'm not sure he's 100% fit and he's another one who's had like massive problems with the injury. So I'm not sure Sri Lanka Cricket wanted to kind of take him along uh, at the expense of someone like Dilshan Madhusanka or Pramod Madhusan. Pavan got in touch to say the biggest concern would be Chimera and Kamara recovering fully as they have named only one fast bowler in the reserves instead of Praveen Jaiwikrama uh, uh, another pacer could have been included but he may be there for the batters to get used to left-hand spin as he'll be traveling I think that's quite a fair point right yeah about why they've taken Praveen yeah I think uh, opting for Vandase ahead of him was a good choice because there's almost no chance that um either one of them would play ahead of Hasaranga or Tikshana. So it's always going to be kind of a replacement option. So it's good to have, like uh, Pavan mentioned, someone in the nets giving you some practice against those different uh, bowling options as well. Just a couple more. This is from Cricket on Screen. I don't know what your name is, Cricket on Screen. I think if Avishka was fit, I would have included him instead of Gunnar. Benura would have been in. If Dilshan and Pramud would have performed the way they had. Here I would like to mention the guy who's now in the Major League Cricket. Oh, sorry, I think that's Minor League Cricket. But if he would have played in, in SL Cricket, I would have included Shahan Jayasuriya. Would have proved a provided a backup to someone like Barnaka and could bowl as well. That was just my out-of-the-box dream. I think this is quite an interesting suggestion. I think we should kind of point out that when he left SL to go to, to America, the dream for him was then to play for America, right? And he said that he wasn't going to be available for selection for, for Sri Lanka anymore. I'm not sure whether SLC would have, would have looked at a player playing in, in minor league cricket. But, you know, it, th- that's the situation, right? Yeah, and from what I heard, we might see Shahan Jayasuriya in a US jersey sometime this year or next year. So definitely doors closed on uh, Sri Lanka cricket. But yeah, that, I mean, considering the type of player he is, he may have been a really good addition uh, to the squad. Guys, let's leave it there. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll read more of your reaction out as of when we get it. Um, and if, as I said, if you want to interact with us, please do. We we love we love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Shrunken Nights Nine Point Nine for Cricket. Every day, please rate, review, and subscribe. Download the Nights Nine Point Nine for app and follow us on at Mark Machado or at Estelle underscore Vazu Day One. 
one, as in the number one. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. Also, follow our network at 9994DM on social media. Follow for podcast and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation on 99.94 We Speak Cricket. <laughs>